acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast today. We pay our respect to the elders of all of the lands on which we meet across Australia. Hi and welcome to Freedom of Species, we're a show that brings animal advocacy to the airwaves of 3CR Community Radio. Before us you heard Sally with Out of the Pan. Welcome back to Sally after a well-deserved break and a nice uh, upbeat song to finish up with as well, which we enjoyed. Uh, Today on the show we're going to discuss punk rock vegan movie, a new documentary by Moby. And it was Caroline who found this. Thanks for joining me today, Caroline. And I am Nick, and yeah, I wanted to kick things off, I guess, um, I guess maybe just a re- um, opening thoughts on the movie, what you thought of it, Caroline. Yeah, look, I really enjoyed it. I thought that Moby gave a pretty good overview of the history of punk music, back to some seminal bands from, you know, the 70s and 80s. He certainly interviewed a lot of really compelling people from who were really influential and are influential. Um, you look at I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I think there was, it was, yeah, it was definitely obviously for me being really into punk music. It was definitely pitched towards me. It'd be interesting to see how someone would find it who had no idea of those bands that were interviewed yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I found it. Um, pretty engaging um it had obviously interviews with with as you say a whole bunch of key figures it had some little um like interlude sort of comedy ish kind of things which were okay i guess broke things up a little bit uh, maybe a little I bit, bit cringy a bit, yeah. a bit twee but yeah, hey yeah. that's okay yeah I, I think it was just like probably just stylistically just have like an hour and a half of just interviews i think he wanted to just break things up a bit because i think sure, they were sort of about sure. a third of the way yeah. through or something like that and then two thirds or something like that so I think yeah. it was like, but yeah, I agree. A little bit cringy, but um, <laughs> yeah, I also thought it was interesting that probably the first hour or so is about an hour and a half uh, long. And the first hour was generally like interviews, um, mm. scenes from punk shows, maybe some scenes of animals, but mm. generally more animals in sanctuary kind of situations, fairly positive, mm. and then the more graphic stuff came later on so i imagine that was probably also a deliberate choice in terms of particularly those who aren't vegan of yo there's someone who's into punk music and hardcore music and just hearing these bands they like yeah uh and then at the end the more heavier stuff i I imagine that was probably intentional as well Mm. yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. i agree yeah and so it was made by moby who does sort of electronic 
kind of music and yeah. yeah it was definitely surprising to see him and his dog was also featured in the in the in the documentary dog was cute yeah 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 i thought that probably worked worked okay yeah um and the dog called him the the male enya yeah uh, boy enya boy enya okay yeah, yeah. and yeah. yeah i thought that was that was kind of um yeah, it was kind of interesting because I yeah I was a bit surprised when you said on oh, Moby's on this documentary. I had no yeah. idea about Moby having that connection to punk music. Me either. Yeah, yeah. Me either. Apparently, he did play in punk hardcore bands back in the day as well. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you've I, looked him up, have you? No. Well, I feel like I wrote down the name of his band, but now I can't put my finger on it. But uh, okay. the the fact that he said his band actually opened for um, bands like um, Bad Brains and I think Youth of Today. I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, some of the people that he interviewed and obviously has ac- access to, mm-hmm. he's known for, you know, many years. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, and, and I don't know that either. There is, um, I think a lot of people have gone off in different directions, but, you know, mm. creative people, um, critical thinking people, which is a common theme from the documentary too, mm. even if they go off in different directions, often were somewhat involved in punk. And yeah. there's actually a podcast, I'm not sure if you've heard it, um, it's called Turned Out a Punk, but it's all about mm. interviewing people who, who, you know, some of them are currently in punk bands, some people are in, you know, have gone into totally different either music or just, you know, different occupations or whatever. Yeah. Um, like acting, like Jack Black, for example, was one who who was like obviously into acting and comedy now, yeah. but started off in punk music. Um, and so, yeah, all kinds of different people who have kind of gone different ways but have that sort of starting point of punk. So, mm. yeah, again, lots of people, yeah, I think have that... Um, have that experience and yeah I, I think uh, yeah this is something that came up from so many of the the different speakers of this idea of being questioning things and, mm-hmm. and being a critical thinker and how that relates to veganism the idea of punk is about questioning everything critical thinking skepticism mm-hmm. um, and also being comfortable not doing what everyone else is doing they yeah. were saying that like 99% of people are not vegan whatever it is like there, there's quite a small proportion of people are vegan even today even though things have come a long way from what they were talking about eating when they're on the road and stuff like that yeah um, absolutely but yeah I think that it, that is so important because I think the um, the, the, the social side of veganism is probably something we often underestimate, I think, a little bit in vegan movements, sort of what we're asking people to do. But I feel like if you have come out of the punk scene listening to punk music, you're more okay with being the only one at the table doing mm-hmm. something or not doing something. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, anything that stood out to you from it? Look, I was just really fascinated to sort of go back and hear from some people like, say, Nikki Garrett from UK Subs, you know, bands that have been around for a really, really long time that have been, you know, politically engaged. And I was fascinated when he talked about going to the US in the early 80s and like really recognising that there was a scene popping up, you know, there was Ian McKay and Henry Rollins and and others that were really starting to sort of push forward with um, punk. And he said, I'm not quite sure how much I influenced them, but, you know, that had been said to him, he was sort of like the grandfather of straight edge. Mm. I had no idea about that. but um, Yeah, yeah, I didn't either, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I found, yeah, some of the 
the recollections of people, you know, we're talking about decades ago, were just fascinating and just sort of insights to, um, you know, what their motivations were and also how far they've seen things come. Like, you know, the amazing Steve Ignorant from Crass talking about, you know, tipping his hat to young people today who are really fighting um, for climate change and probably going to be able to have a much greater impact than he, he could back in his day if you like yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and for listeners who aren't aware like straight edge i guess is being totally sober i guess no drugs uh no no recreational drugs no alcohol no smoking etc yeah. um, and that came up quite a bit um and i did actually read a book on straight edge once and uh, it was saying it's kind of a rebellion against rebellion which sounds kind of strange but it's kind of rebellion against the way the stereotypical version of, of rebellion, I guess, in terms yeah. of a lot of radical movements and stuff have had a lot of, you know, drug use and, and that kind of thing. Uh, and someone in the documentary was also talking about straight edge as a rebellion against like typical high school culture as well with drinking yes. that kind of thing too. Yeah. Now that was really interesting. I think that was Ray Capo from Youth of Today. Okay. Sort yep, of yep. saying that, um, yeah, he was really rebelling against that i think he said he was from connecticut that connecticut high school culture of you know the keg of beer Mm -hmm. being out of your mind blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. and you know so his view was i'm different i'm into punk and so therefore he sort of started on on that particular path and then obviously that became a lot more important to him and purcell and a really fundamental part of youth of today. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Really interesting. Yeah, and it was interesting actually the definition they gave of straight edge actually included vegetarian and later veganism, they said, which yeah. was kind of interesting because, I mean, I, I am both of those things, vegan and straight edge, but I, I, I see the connections between the two, but as far as I'm concerned, you can be just as vegan without being straight edge and you yeah. can be just as straight edge without being vegan. So I do kind of see them as separate. Yeah. Um, but I also do see connections as well. I think that if you're already okay to be the odd one out, I remember uh, just recently being at like a university function and being the only one not drinking alcohol and being okay with that. And I think yeah. that, that punk has a lot to do with that. Not even just straight edge punk bands, but just punk bands in general in terms of being okay to kind of go against the grain um yeah. to quote the bad religion song um but yeah again and much the same with once you're already doing that around drinking for example it's probably easier to be okay i don't mind being the only one not eating meat or not right. eating da- dairy yeah. or whatever the case may be and vice versa as well so yeah again i i i i probably wouldn't connect them quite as much as they did in the documentary but again i, I think there are kind of similarities in terms of I guess, rejecting social norms and being okay with that. Yeah. 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 See, I find that really interesting because I think it was either Ray Capo or Purcell from Youth of Today were talking about the kinds of songs that they were writing and that they were really getting into, you know, straight edge. And then they decided that they needed to really sort of take a stand on that issue and were then basically saying you're not – you're not straight edge unless you're vegetarian. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which I, I don't I, necessarily agree with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my other point about that is that, you know, I guess if you look back at um, animal rights and the um, sort of ideologies within the punk subculture, there is the sort of straight edge um, side and then there's the anarcho-punk side. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because there are a number of anarcho-punk bands that were not part of the documentary, mm-hmm. bands like sort of Conflict, for example, mm-hmm. um, who do talk a lot about animal rights. In fact, mm-hmm. Steve Ignorant from Crass um, did actually feature on a Conflict single that was really about animal rights. Um, 
And so at first I probably hadn't caught on to that when I was watching it. And then I was halfway through going, ah, okay, but Moby's really into straight edge. So I understand mm-hmm. yeah. that his experience has been in that part of the scene yeah. and perhaps – you know, that's how he knows all these other people from from different bands. So, yeah, I found that really interesting. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and also, I think it was interesting the, the connection between uh, punk and veganism, I guess, not just philosophically, but also kind of very directly. So, there being animal rights literature at punk and hardcore shows. Yes. yes. And the idea that the music, particularly if you're seeing it for the first time, is a band you really not like and, and yeah. know well, you probably know every single lyric, but if you're going along for the first time, you might not pick up too much and yeah. that'd probably be some, the experience of some of our listeners hearing what we play today. Um, but the idea just like something might be said, just one sentence or something that gets people thinking, but then they'll go and get it like a leaflet at at, yeah. um, at, at a stall as well. And so that was quite a big, a big played a big role in terms of people thinking about eating animals. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it also goes back to, you know, people who really love music and, in some ways, the way we consume music has has sort of changed. Mm-hmm. So when you think back to um, vinyl LPs and you know even CDs, for me, um, the booklet inside that was such a seminal part of the music, mm-hmm. like pouring over the lyrics and understanding some of the other things that you know the band. Um, believe in and represent etc and you know i'm not saying i'm against streaming music because i do that as well (laughs) but yeah i think that was a sort of different experience at that time so i really understand what they were talking about with the importance of actually accessing literature and different ideas um at at shows you know that was the connection wasn't it yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember for those of us who <laughs> went through their teenage years pre-internet, right? Yeah, that's yeah. how you found out about stuff through fanzines, through people shows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that that yeah. was definitely such a big thing for me. Not just the music, but what was yeah, what was said in the in the in the leaflet. And yeah, I remember yeah, back back in the day, back in my day, uh, <laughs> when, when I bought an, an album, the first time I listened to the album, I'd just like go through every lyric and just like yeah. listen to the album through once, read every lyric, and then read the booklet. And yeah, yeah definitely albums like um, Propaganda's Less Talk More yep. Rock. Probably the, I mean, the, probably the album is probably more influential because you listen to it again and again. But definitely the booklet itself was very, uh, the CD booklet yeah. was very, very influential. And I remember there was a running joke. I mean, I don't remember. I wasn't around then, but I've been told that the running joke around Crass, who one of the bands in the uh, in the documentary, was that people would like buy the record, throw out the record, and just read the uh, read the like the actual booklet. Oh right, the, okay. Because it was like it was so much about the politics. Yeah. I guess like even yeah. maybe even so more. So than the music itself, I guess. Um, yeah, fascinating. But yeah, I remember for me in terms of um, yeah, thinking about vegetarianism and, and eventually veganism, it was often fairly subtle things as well of just always reading like who the bands would thank in their album and often animal rights yep. groups would come up Good or point. vegan yep. voice or whatever and it yep. just kind of got me kind of thinking along those lines when I hadn't really thought yeah. about them before so sometimes it wasn't even something really blatant it was just this thing of like oh a lot of these bands are not eating animals and why mm. is that and kind of thinking about that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. look same for me yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah yeah yep. and it's definitely something I've um 
I've you know done myself with um, animorite stalls at, at punk shows, like including like big bands like Rise Against and those kind of things mm-hmm. who got quite popular. Um, but also in in local kind of scenes, I, I would say like in their local um, yeah hardcore scene in Perth, which is where I'm from, and and when I was more heavily involved in the scene, terms of going to local shows and stuff like that, um, I would do animal rights stalls there as well. But I also feel like the the idea of veganism uh, was, and this is kind of consistent with the documentary too, it, it, it's so ingrained in the scene that people either already knew about veganism and were right. vegan yeah. or they'd already kind of made the choice not to be vegan as well. So okay. it was like, it was very much like accepted there as part of the scene. But yeah, um, yeah I didn't feel like I necessarily reached too many new people, I guess, because okay. it, it was already so pervasive, like that idea, whereas obviously it's not so much in general society. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I guess more philosophical um, connections with veganism as well. Like Moby was saying, punk is about confrontation and activism, which obviously mm-hmm. leads itself to to veganism. Um, and also, yeah, punk rockers into animal rights and social justice generally was what someone else said as well. Uh, and that, that's not always the case, but I, yeah. I think there is like a... Um, yeah, there is a sort of a, like a movement in that direction with, with punk rock, like historically and, and still today as well. Um, and also music itself being an important part of resistance as well because it can be shared widely with something mm. that came up too. And I think that's really important. I remember reading a... There was a documentary years ago on music and politics, so not punk music specifically, just music generally, uh, and saying a quote from that was something along the lines of, you know, a pamphlet, no matter how good it is, is only read once, whereas a music, like a song, is listened to again and again. Uh, So it has like a much more ongoing kind of impact on you than any Mm -hmm. book or pamphlet or anything like that as well. Um, but yeah, definitely, yeah, again, that, that um, someone spoke about, there was a PETA CD, anti-animal experiment, anti-experiment, anti-animal experimentation, which I remembered mm-hmm. getting back in the day. And it was, it was interesting seeing that, um, yeah, pretty much all the bands I was listening to at the time were on that compilation as well. So that was, it was sort of something that made, yeah, it made veganism seem more appealing, I guess, having that, that mm. music you listen to and that kind of connection. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. All right, well, let's um, let's go to a song. Um, again, not everyone... <laughs> well, see what you think of the music anyway. It's probably not everyone's cup of tea. Um, but we're going to play a song, um, Cats and Dogs, um, from the band Gorilla Biscuits. Uh, I do have to mention the song does contain some swearing. Um, but... Yeah, this is one which actually came up quite a bit in the documentary, Mm, this connection between companion animals and those who we love and give names to and that kind of thing, and then the animals we eat who are, you know, there's no scientific, scientific, ethical, logical reason why we, you know, why we aren't okay with eating dogs and cats, but we are okay yeah, with eating cows exactly. and chickens or whatever. So I feel like on that basis alone, probably some somewhere around 99% of people in a country like Australia are probably potential vegans because mm-hmm. nearly, I'd mm-hmm. say 99 point something percent of people would be, uh, would object to eating dogs and cats. And yeah, again, if you sure. make that connection. So I think it is quite a, a like a useful uh, way of thinking about veganism, I guess. So, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. So, we'll go to uh, this song uh, again Cats and Dogs. It is by Gorilla Biscuits. Better, better, 
3CR received its community radio license in 1976. Our application was successful because of our diverse and engaged community membership. Subscribers are at the heart of our station and we really need you to be active and paid up in 2023. Become a 3CR subscriber today. Call 03 9419 8377 or subscribe online at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. Welcome back to Freedom of Species on 3CR Community Radio. Um, you just heard the song Cats and Dogs uh, by Gorilla Biscuits. I, I did want to say as well, it was interesting in that song, uh, they were saying like, I love all something like all living things, not just the animals who are cute, but also yeah. from watching the documentary, like pigs and cows and stuff are quite cute as well. Not that that is what it should take, but I just thought yeah. that was kind of interesting from the documentary. There was uh, definitely, as, as I mentioned, particularly towards the end, some um, more like graphic footage and or more negative situations animal find, animals find themselves in, but there was also a lot of really positive... Uh, footage of animals living happy yeah. lives as well, particularly the animals yeah. that generally um, eaten and and used for clothing, etc. Um, I thought there were some really great um, comments as well around that um, the, the different perceptions that we have about animals and types of animals. And one of the stories that really resonated with me was from um, Tony Canal, who I think was in No Doubt and Offspring bands like that. Mm-hmm. And he talked about being on tour in the early 2000s, I think with no doubt, on the tour bus and they stop somewhere and they're near a field and there's some cows near the fence and they all go along and, you know, patting the cows and cows, you know, interacting with them and how, how lovely that was. And someone from the crew made some joke about, you know, uh, you know I'm going to eat you later. Mm. And that Tony recalls being really impacted by that and going back and sitting on the tour bus and I guess having a real moment about realising how wrong that was and what a disconnect that he had had um, about commodifying um, animals, you know, that we eat. So I really liked that there were lots of sort of personal um, anecdotes like that that, um, yeah, the interviewees shared. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I always kind of think about those things of, you know, there was other people around, but it impacted that one person. Like yeah, why that one person, yeah. not other people, that kind of thing. Although, you know, perhaps other people had other other things that kind of stood out, but sometimes it can be something which seems so little, but it sounds like that's kind of stuck stuck with him for years and still to this day as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, we are currently in subscriber drive mm. um, this week for 3CR. Um, and you just heard the announcement there with how to do that. Um, so just want to give a plug um, for that and and promote that subscriber drive and our show as well 
I guess I, I will say that um, our show, uh, when it first started over 10 years ago, was one of the quite few animal rights podcasts that existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely not the case today. There's lots of animal rights podcasts out there, but I still think we have quite an important niche in that most animal rights shows, um, podcasts, etc., are kind of their own thing and kind of reaching an animal rights audience, whereas we here at 3CR, we're very much where I think all of us hosts believe it should be, which is connected to other social justice issues as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, again, I think it's really important to raise that issue of animal rights, but also to do it in, in a space which is uh, aware and, and is promoting other social justice issues as well, just like mm-hmm. you heard Sally before uh, and talking about all issues across the, the rainbow spectrum, for example, and, and all kinds yeah. of different social justice issues on this station. Um so yeah if you do want to keep our show going keep 3cr going uh the website is 3cr.org.au forward slash forward slash subscribe um and if you indicate your you want your donation to go to freedom of species specifically that that's great as well in terms of supporting our show specifically you can also call on 0394198377 and press one to subscribe we'll put all those links and numbers in the show notes for the podcast version too um yeah caroline <laughs> anything you can say to well very well said Nick. Oh, thank you. <laughs> i mean i just just add that you know i really agree I think it's so important for freedom of species to hold this space for animals within 3CR and 3CR does such an incredible job over so many years of actually holding space for many people fighting for um, justice in in many many different social justice issues. So um, I also really love that this is community radio by the community for the community and is totally funded by listeners and subscribers and volunteers and it's a great thing to get behind absolutely yeah so that website again 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe um yeah maybe i'll hand over to caroline i know we've both got a whole bunch of notes from the documentary (laughs) but uh yeah any any roads you'd like to go to anything you'd like to raise from the documentary you know it it was a it was a really great watch like i i really do think that um moby did a great job aside from like (laughs) the funny little light-hearted moments. And I get your point. Perhaps he thought that back-to-back interviews um, was not going to make for great watching. But, you know, I mean, I could have listened to people talking for, for hours because, you know, I'm just fascinated into, you know, what sort of motivated and inspired people um, over the years. I tried to write down everybody who was speaking in it. It's an extremely um, long list of people. I was just going to ask you, Nick, like mm. sort of who really resonated with you or who were you surprised to to hear interviewed potentially in the film yeah. or any comments that particularly resonated with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if anyone... I, 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 there is one thing that actually stood out to me actually was the influence of the bad brains. I think yeah. that was something that was new to me. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah I, I definitely... I'm familiar with the bad brains. I'm not yeah. overly... Fam- I, I probably would like to you know listen to more of their music. They're a band I've heard come up on a bunch of uh, like punk documentaries yep. and that kind of thing. But I, I never knew their connection with vegetarianism. Oh, so, okay. and, yeah. and like apparently Ian McKay from, from Minor Threat, who are you know, very big in the straight edge or came up yeah. with the term straight edge, um, but also were into animal issues as well and, and vegetarianism at the time. Um, yeah, apparently it was Ian McKay heard about vegetarianism through through Bad Brains, I believe, yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of interesting as well. And also 
thinking about the ways in which uh, these sort of countercultures are often like rejecting social norms, but often yeah. how we replicate them in some ways in terms of like the punk scene challenging things, but also being a very like straight white male dominant yeah. dominated scene too. And so yeah. I be I believe bad brains for all African-American people as well. Yeah, so I just thought it was right. kind of interesting yeah. from the, you know, I think vegetarianism at the time when veganism kind of wasn't spoken of so much and now veganism are often spoke as like a white thing and yeah. the punk scene is too. But um, and, and there is some truth to, to that, particularly in the punk scene, I'd say more than veganism. But um, yeah, it was interesting that apparently it was a, a bad brain song that mentioned tofu, which actually yeah, turned a lot of the, right. the people on to yeah. the vegetarians. That's where one thinks of that to me. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I really liked that. I'm really like they spoke to HR, who's been a um, yeah quite a seminal influence for the singer for a lot a lot of people um, into punk music. I really like Bad Brains, so I will also say someone that I didn't really know of and a band I don't really know. I don't really know Earth Crisis. Oh, okay, like, I don't yeah. think I've really ever listened to them. Yeah, yeah, um, I haven't. I've, so I I'm could... definitely very familiar with them as a name because they're so sort okay. of iconic in okay. like vegan straight edge. But I've never actually. I would have heard songs here and there, but I definitely wouldn't have listened to a whole Earth Crisis album right. or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But I loved the things that I think it was Scott was saying that, you know, he sort of would have been reflecting on, um, I guess, his parents' generation mm. and thinking that they were perhaps more conservative and didn't really question things as much and, you know, that I guess for him and sort of all his contemporaries that that was a really significant part of um I guess their ethos was to really sort of question everything and then mm. it, by extension, you know, thinking about are these the right things for us to be eating? Um, I, Yeah, that really sort of resonated with me. A lot of things that he said really made a lot of sense and you know, I'm being looking them up. Yeah, that's right. I think yeah. also the documentary didn't shy away at all and definitely lent into the more kind of like left-wing politics of punk as well, yeah. uh, which is good. Um, yeah. Like, again, it wasn't the main focus. The main focus was about veganism, obviously, because that was yeah. which, what, what it was about, which was fine. But I just, there was even just like little cartoons and stuff that had um, allusions to uh, George W. Bush and Ronald Reagan and trickle-down economics and stuff like that. So, yeah. and, and that was definitely where a lot of the bands you know, I'd say probably all the bands, if not definitely most of them, were very much coming from of veganism and animal rights being very important, but also it just being part of a broader a broader focus on social justice and questioning the society around them as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that was definitely the case for um, MDC. So they spoke with mm. um, Dave Dichter, the singer, and they've had various iterations of their name um, <laughs> over the years. But, yeah, yeah I mean, in, in the early 80s, they were really very political and part of um wasn't it rock against reagan like there were yeah, there yeah. were a lot of bands that were you know really vocal about um political corruption you know corporate corruption um and and they were really front and center with, with all of that so yeah yeah absolutely yeah and then saying there's like rock against racism as well which was not just punk bands it was yeah. a wide range of bands but i remember um yeah, um, the yeah, the Clash, for example. I don't yeah. know if they necessarily went down the animal rights road, but definitely were quite involved with that kind of stuff as well. Um, yeah, and it's interesting. We actually do have a uh, community service announcement coming up in a little bit for Food Not Bombs. It was also interesting yes. that Food Not yeah. Bombs played a big role and kind yeah. of the in a way, again, sort of going against the stereotypes of often, uh, again, back when the 80s was more vegetarians talked about, but same as today, 
of uh, vegetarianism or veganism being viewed as a sort of a, a bit of a bourgeois thing, a bit of mm. a posh, uh, mm-hmm. wealthy, privileged thing. But actually, it was actually the punks being very poor and kind of having to eat at Food Not Bombs, which is yeah. all vegetarian, I believe. Um, and then, yeah, reading literature and that kind of thing and eating vegetarian food and that kind of being a big role in terms of the scene becoming more vegetarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think there were a few interesting comments by um, the people interviewed about touring, you know, particularly back in the 80s and, you know, trying to access food. And Mm -hmm. I think Steve Ignorance from Crass said they, um, you know, would often stop at like a a roadside sort of place and get like loaves of white bread and Mm -hmm. hot chips kind of thing. That, That was sort of it. But... I actually was really intrigued that um, John Joseph from Cro-Mags um, said that I think they were well aware of that mm-hmm. and would travel with a big pot and had rice and beans and maybe some tahini or something. Yeah, yeah. And so wherever they stopped, they'd be just buying some vegetables and trying to find somewhere that they could sort of cook, cook up um, all their meals, which I thought was, was pretty cool. But, yeah, it must yeah. have been... Very, very tough. Exactly. Traveling yeah. around, trying to find things to eat. Exactly. It was, yeah. So, yeah, yeah there's the miso powder with the hot, yeah, finding hot water. Bread and lettuce was one of them as well. Oh, um, yeah. Eating tin vegetables raw was another one. <laughs> um, I remember, I think it was um, the singer from Crass um, was saying that they asked in, in Ireland, could they have a vegetarian burger? And then they gave him just the bun with nothing in it. And, and so, yeah, it did seem pretty brutal. Um, yeah. I think also it was interesting that like a lot of that food, I mean, some of it to different degrees, some of it is quite healthy, but obviously the like bread and chips, not so much, but it was at that time, it was totally disconnected from health. I would say at least for most yeah. people, it was, like, yeah. it was about animal justice yeah. and sometimes it would almost be like sacrificing your health because of a lack of options. Um, but mm. it very much was a very political veganism, not a not yeah, health absolutely. veganism yeah, or vegetarianism as well. Um, and, and that was another thing that stood out to me, the, the idea of the 1980s. Um, it was all about vegetarianism, but yeah. actually when they spoke about the food they were eating, it all sounded to be vegan. So yes, I, I think yes. it more just seemed that there was just that term didn't really exist, but they weren't talking about eating toasted cheese sandwiches or no. anything like that. So I think they probably, I, I'm not saying they were vegan, but it seems like they were kind of thinking that way, just yeah. the term didn't really exist at the time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, exactly. otherwise I'm sure there would have been more options if you were eating eggs and dairy and stuff like that, I'd imagine. Um, probably not everything had meat in it, but yeah, yeah everything they spoke about was vegan so yeah well and speaking for myself Mm. which is a bit embarrassing you know i mean i I was vegetarian as a as a teenager but Mm -hmm. you know i still had that disconnect and Mm -hmm. i had a leather jacket yeah i had leather doc martin boots you know i hadn't made that connection and i don't think there was as much awareness around that Mm -hmm. um definitely um as, as there is today but um yeah, look, the other thing I thought was really interesting, and again, this was um, some of the influence of HR from Bad Brains. I think it was John Joseph, again, from Cromag, sort of talked about um, how it really struck him that, you know, we just commodify animals and don't see them as their own sort of, um, you know, sentient beings. And it was really that um, he recognised that he grew up with a lot of violence a, bit, a lot of violence sort mm-hmm. of around him and that I think HR had said that, you know, really every second of pain that animals had to suffer 
you're ingesting that. Mm, mm. So as you were saying, it's back to really ethical considerations of not consuming animals rather than, than health-related because, you know, well, I think Cro-Mag sounded like they were a bit organised with their their pot and, you know, <laughs> cooking things up on the, <laughs> along the way. But certainly Ian McKay had mentioned, you know, they were really sort of eating junk food all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I really liked that quite a lot of the interviewees talked about these really pivotal pivotal moments for them and conversations and, and other people that really influenced them and influenced their own um, sort of evolution of their um, their ethics and the way that they decided they wanted to live their lives. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And it was actually, that, that was kind of something which kind of, I, I have heard that argument before and it's kind of something which I I don't view veganism that way in terms yeah. of like ingesting the suffering. I like, I, and and. I guess we also have to keep in mind that there was a uh, Krishna core kind of section. Um, so it was people who were Hare yep. Krishnas and yep. were into and hardcore they music. Fall into that. Yep. And so I, I guess there was um, like people who had a kind of religious or spiritual element, which I don't mm-hmm. have because I, I do think, I guess for myself, eating animals the first, you know, 18 or so years of my life, like I felt like I was pretty happy, even though like it wasn't. I guess that that, that sort of argument they could say, or maybe someday down the track when I got older, all that suffering I ingested might have uh, might have caused me some harm or whatever. But I'm I was okay, but the animals obviously clearly weren't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's something I have heard quite a bit. It's just never kind of sat quite right with me. I feel like yeah. when, when we do have negative health impacts from eating animals, like I'd probably put it more down to which is like cholesterol and that kind of thing mm-hmm. rather than into mm-hmm. I, I don't know what what do you maybe you you see things more i don't what do you think about that idea of like ingesting suffering Cause again i've heard it a lot i've just never connected well, with that argument well, at all. for me it sort of goes i mean I, I don't think i'd sort of thought about it really in those terms but mm. it does go along with a comment that someone else made now the name is going to escape me but i think they were from ministry no the misfits okay yep that person, mm-hmm. um, who basically talked about if you're consuming animals, mm. you're paying for their suffering yeah. and yeah. their killing. And yeah, the people want to distance themselves from that, yeah. but you are. You yeah. know, it yeah. is about supply and demand. So I think I've probably more thought about it in, in those terms that I wouldn't ever be able to kill an animal, yeah. even yeah. when I did eat them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I would ever do that. I've, you know, I've never been fishing or anything like that. Um, and I wouldn't want to put someone else in the position that they are doing that on my behalf. Yeah, yeah. So that is, I guess, that ethical consideration that, you know, I don't want that for myself. I don't want to consume that, but I also don't want to put someone else in, into that position that they are um, killing an animal f- for me. Yeah, now that totally yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Again, I've always seen as that, like, it will hurt, not hurt me, but it will be against my ethics more yeah. than actually that will lead to me having some health issue or whatever from right. it. I guess right. it's yeah. saying a similar thing, I guess, just framing yeah. a different way, which I guess, depending if you're into, yeah, Hare Krishna or something may make more yeah. or less sense to you, I guess. Um, but yeah, I guess to sort of um, wrap up the discussion we had around vegetarianism, and veganism, they mentioned mm. in the 1990s, there was lots of vegan straight edge bands all of a sudden. So it was vegetarianism and then yeah. around the 1990s, it became vegan all of a sudden and i thought it was interesting comment someone made was that they had never heard the term vegan before when they first heard it they thought vegans were just mad vegetarians that it had nothing actually to do with not consuming dairy or whatever they were just vegetarian but they were just a bit stranger basically that was kind of funny i think they were also debating 
or one of them was saying they were debating with their friends how to even pronounce the word. Yeah, yeah. I think Vagan was yeah. said back in the now, day I a think bit. Yeah. <laughs> they are the people from a band called Cold Cave who, again, I don't know. Mm. So I'm going to yeah, go look them up. Yeah, I'm not with them either. Yeah. Um, but I found that really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, I, I guess in terms of that shift again, it's like a shift in language, but you've kind of already touched on this as well with your boots and jacket and that kind of thing in terms of once you are vegetarian and you're like, I don't want to kill this animal because I don't need to to eat and I can eat other things to sustain myself, then obviously the same sort of arguments apply to the things that vegans reject in yeah. terms of eggs and dairy lead to the, the slaughter of all the, the male animals who can't produce that product and the females end up at the slaughterhouse once they're no longer productive. And, yeah, animals are killed for, for leather, for example, for boots mm-hmm. or jackets and that kind of thing, and we can wear other other materials, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, yeah, there is that kind of shift in language but also that shift in mindset in terms of once you've got to vegetarianism, um, just the whatever reason reason you are vegetarian for it probably applies to veganism as well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. most definitely we better go to a another track mm. um this is one that caroline has picked uh it is yeah well i'll let you announce this chicken squawk by mdc but anything yeah. you want to say about the song oh look just it had a really um big impact on me as a as a teenager and you know have a listen All right, see what you think. And you listen to Freedom of Species. We are discussing the punk rock vegan movie by Moby. Coming down to the chicken swamp with me. 
flame chicken. Yeah. I want to drop food, not bombs. Hot trains, bottles, giving every info shop. I want to give free therapy out in the park. Go to free school, jump to high rack, go to rock, drop food, not bombs. When I was new to Melbourne, I found a Food Not Bombs flyer on the road and I had like this feast with a carrot and carrots are my favorite vegetable. Yeah, I think they were asking for help doing stuff and I got in touch. We, I guess, rescue food. That would otherwise go to waste. I like the aspect of sharing food and um, not making anyone feel obligated to pay anything for it. We make a real point at Food Not Bombs of involving everyone who wants to be involved in whichever part they want to be involved in. For more information, go to fnbmelb.noblogs.org. Food Not Bombs is a 3CR supporter. Not 3CR is radical radio. Through our on-air content and community structure, we promote real change for workers' rights, gender equality, environmental action, disability justice, and on racism and First Nations sovereignty. Do you want to be part of real radical change? We need you to subscribe. It's just $40 concession, $80 waged, $150 for a band or organisation, and $300 solidarity. Call 03-9419-8377. That's 9419-8377. Or subscribe online at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. Welcome back to Freedom of Species on 3CR Radical Radio. We are discussing Moby's new documentary, uh, which is called Punk Rock Vegan Movie. And yeah, you just heard the subscriber announcement. Um, yeah, subscriber drive for 3CR. Um, 3CR is the goal is to reach 1,000 subscribers this year. So you can be one of them. And yeah, I did want to just give a, a plug again. We've spoken about the importance of our show. I guess I wanted to also talk about the importance of 3CR generally. Um, I, I guess just covering activist, of, activist events. Uh, the recent Invasion Day coverage is one example of that. Uh, I, me and my partner listened to the recording, um, because she, you know, has, has health issues, disability issues, which means that it can be difficult to get to a march with chronic fatigue. Um, so I think doing the recordings of events is really important in terms of accessibility mm. in that respect. I was also talking to a friend who was actually at the rally, but was so far from the speakers that she couldn't hear them. Uh. Um, and so she was also listening to 3CR coverage, even though she was actually there live and, and she had a lot of people were too. So uh, it's kind of a good problem to have at rallies in a way, if it's yeah. so big that you can't hear the speeches, which shows how um, how much that movement is growing um, ar around um, Indigenous rights and, and challenging the celebrating of that date and, and those kind of issues. Um, but yeah, really getting those community out uh, community events out to to more people and mm. yeah, really helps with accessibility as well. Um, so yeah, really encourage people to subscribe. Um, yeah, Caroline, anything you'd like to add to mm. that? Yeah, I think just, you know, going on from what we've discussed um, today and, and pretty much most of the time that, you know, 3CR plays a pivotal role in supporting so many people that actually don't have a voice um, in mainstream media and that intersection between so many different social justice issues that you hear from people who are directly um, impacted 
and you know unfiltered and you know directly from from people um, within the community I think is absolutely um, invaluable and as you say getting um, interviews from events is is really important and being able to sort of listen back to to all of that and you know just the breadth of the shows um, that the station offers every week is just just absolutely phenomenal and I really hope that people will get behind the station. Absolutely, yeah. And I guess I'll just say one more thing about that as well. I think a lot of the time the mainstream media often leaves out more radical activist voices. So Mm. you might get that debate at the moment going on around treaty or no treaty and often the Mm -hmm. no treaty comes more from a like you know a racist like anti-indigenous perspective but Mm -hmm. that sort of third voice which is rejecting treaty because it doesn't go far enough and issues like that um similar debates around marriage equality you'll often get a like voice for and against but you won't get voices from within queer and rainbow communities who are talking about again maybe not going far enough maybe the way other issues are left out and those kind of third voices as well and again 3cr is definitely a place for those more radical views within social movements as well I guess to to finish up, I guess I'll make a couple of final points then I'll hand over to Caroline to finish with anything you'd like to as well. But I guess while we're talking about all those kind of issues, that was a big sort of um, part of the documentary of, well, I don't know if that term was actually used intersectionality, but looking at the connection between animals and other social justice issues. Mm. Um, So one of the people interviewed spoke about veganism being sort of a, a natural consequence of, of, of expanding your circle of compassion. So, mm-hmm. you know, to other groups, issues you aren't directly impacted by, for example. Uh, the singer from Crass was talking about the connections they made between um, flesh on the battlefield and flesh on the plate in terms mm-hmm. of, like, war and animals. Yeah. Uh, I someone, I believe, from the International Noise Conspiracy was talking about capitalism and yep. how it exploits humans but it also exploits animals as well. So that sort of connection between anti-capitalism and animals Animals. And there was also another person, I'm, I'm not sure, I can't remember what band they were from, but I believe they were an African-American person and talking about as, and I think you maybe touched on this as well, but as someone who experienced oppression, kind of that making that connection to animals mm. as well. So there was lots of different voices along those lines, which I, I was really glad they include. And again, definitely makes sense because again, a lot of the, the veganism coming out of punk and hardcore scenes is a political veganism and, yeah. and is also... It's, it's often not solely focused on veganism, I think. Mm. Like a band like Propagandy, for example, we've been talking a bit mm. about off-air, um, yeah, are a band who are vegan, but also talk about yeah, countless other social justice issues as well. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. And yeah. any final thoughts you wanted to say about the doco? Yeah, well, look, um, I just found my note about Moby's punk band, oh, Vati- yeah? Vatican Commandos. Okay. Sorry, I do not know that that band but thank you Moby for making the film because I think it actually did bring um, together some fantastic interviews and insights and I really hope um, people will watch it I appreciate it's for free out there for people to watch but I might leave the final note to um, a review from Slam Dance you might know that the film actually debuted at the Slam Dance Festival Mm. and I think this is a quite nice note um, about the film in which it says, Moby tells the story of how punk rock became such a fertile and surprising breeding ground for vegan activism. It's also a call to action, unapologetically reminding people that in a deeply broken world, it's incumbent upon all of us to stand up and fight intelligently, passionately and loudly against injustice. Great. Yeah, that's a a nice note to finish off and, and sums it up really well. 
if you do want to watch the documentary, um, it's on Moby's YouTube channel. So if you mm-hmm. just search Moby on, on YouTube and get the channel. Also, if you just search Punk Rock Vegan Movie on YouTube, you'll get it as well. Uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. We'll mm-hmm. also put a link up to the subscriber drive um, website and number to call. I'll give them one more time. So that website, if you get a paper and pen and write this down, put it in your phone, your computer, whatever, 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. Um, we appreciate any support for the station and our show. If you're not such a, you know, internet, yeah, you don't like using the internet so much, you're more old school, you can do phone as well. Uh, 039419-8377, press 1 to subscribe if you are listening to the podcast version. Uh, a link to the documentary and that number and that website will all be in the description, so check that out um, on our website, 3cr.org.au forward slash freedom of species or whatever podcast app you're listening to either way it will be in there um and yeah we air every one till two on sunday here on 3cr we're on a bunch of apps as well i apple podcast spotify and others as well if you've got any feedback on the show you can email us freedom of species at gmail.com or contact us on social media as well uh, we're going to finish up with a couple of songs. That's the sort of good thing about hardcore songs. You can fit quite a few in. <laughs> nice and short. <laughs> um, so I'm going to, I've chosen the first one and Caroline, the second one. Um, so the, the one I'm going to play is No More by Youth of Today, which was yep. mentioned in the documentary. I've also, I found a live version as well. I won't play that because I think people struggle enough with hardcore music as it is and find a live version even more so. Um, but they were... Um, I'm going to include the intro from a live version, which kind of explains what the song is about. I do have to mention there is swearing in both these songs we're going to finish off with as well. Uh, I did want to mention as well from the documentary, someone from Youth of Today was saying when you joined the band, you had to become a vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, just on a side note, uh, Friends or Rom, an Australian punk band, have the same kind of rule. Uh, and Lindsay, the doctor from Friends or Rom, actually said he ate a meat pie the first time after he joined the band and claimed he was vegetarian. Um, but then he said, since then, he sort of understood the arguments. And now he said he's lapped them and become vegan because they're not all, they're all vegetarian or vegan, but they're not all vegan. So he's actually gone even further. <laughs> vegan and and he often helps out at animal rights events and that kind of stuff as right. well so i thought that was interesting i did not know <laughs> that yeah yeah <laughs> uh, and time out by crass is the one where you'll hear after that anything you want to say about that one not especially no no Good song. <laughs> yeah yeah and if you do want to hear more music it won't necessarily be punk or hard hardcore music which might be a positive <laughs> or a negative thing for you who knows but um stay tuned for rotations um mm. a bunch of different genres themes uh, musical tastes etc um so stay, stay tuned for that here on 3cr and yeah thanks for joining me today caroline fantastic thanks nick this show is about really thinking Sounds about greed. Sounds about meat eating, the most fucked up industry we got going. Especially because it's legal and no one gives a shit. Because in this world, most people are just interested in taking. Taking and taking so they can get pleased first in top mode. And you wonder why this world's falling apart. You look around. Because we're just watching out for number one, just like we're taught, right? 
Skyboats, just by big chairs. Burlickless fuckers, with all your affairs. Molded by me stomachs with a permanent smile. Keep the bleeders early in rank and file. Giving you the chance to be a plastic rap. Right a doggy snake can full of fucking crap. Make it look so darling, don't tell you it's a boy. Baby, baby, take that laugh, they're big enough to die. Make it plastic family, so they believe foul. Shake your dress and worship, one fucking child. Teaching little John, it's a show, a gun. A terrific way, say, father, to get to know your son. Spare parts, body parts, awesome body. Ever seen a lesson of some Pasquale? Signs in the food stores, advertising me. Beef blood, chuck roast, loves you all a week. Telling you you like it, just saying that you do. They don't have the full set, so you have to choke. Swallow it all, with that fucking squeak. Sitting there quietly, at night creep. Be a fucking different, finish your name. If they ask a question, you'd ask them when. Thinking of that time, pass you on a side. Singing dies, shiver dies, all the same, okay. You make the choice, money says to cry. Tight little egos, asking for a time. I ain't got it, seeing your bit. Middle class, work class, all that loud of shit. Middle class, work class, all that loud of shit. Middle class, working class, oh, allow no shit. Oh, allow no shit. S-I-S-I-T-Y Shit So loud as shit Shit So loud fucking shit Well, goodness me It seems like it is time now for rotations With dear old Az Well, actually, technically speaking, it's about 11 seconds away 